Ladies and gentlemen, today I take it upon myself to uh, speak to you all about a film that I was very excited to watch. It's been quite the year, in f or should I say 2022, was quite the year in film for me. Um, in recent years, I'm assuming for a lot of folks, it's been quite a ride um, to learn about Korean cinema and it's not should I say evolution but should I say it's journey to the west and how it's um how it's come to America and how not just the thrillers slash horror entities have made their mark but <clears throat> also the more dramatic films uh, from Korea have made their mark as well but if you have never listened to one of my reviews before allow me to introduce myself I am your friendly neighborhood moviegoer John L and this is my podcast where I review films talk about them in either general terms very specific terms depending on how I felt about the film so I would say come into this with a healthy open mind and also the expectations where spoilers can will could be revealed sometimes they are sometimes they're not but always have that at the back of your heads but you're asking yourselves right now hey man I thought I was going to get a recording about this movie broker you are let me uh set this up for you guys so the movie broker um, is a movie that is directed by Japanese director Hirokazu Koreeda um, he also wrote the film uh, but he did this film in Korea with Korean actors and actresses uh, the film was put out in limited release on December 26th now <clears throat> I want to start off by saying that at times I do talk about my experience in the movie theater um, this one wasn't necessarily unique but it was more about trying to find somewhere to watch this film in the last month or so when the movie was put out a limited release usually when they put out a limited release they put it out in Los Angeles or New York and I was trying to find the film in New York because that's where I'm at and the only theater that was playing the movie 
as of December 26th, was the IFC Movie Center. Long story short, I bought a ticket to the IFC Theater. I lost my money because I ended up getting sick. And yes, I read the fine print, but I couldn't muster the physical strength to get my ass up that day and go down to West 4th Street and watch this movie. I just couldn't do it, unfortunately. So I lost my, my money on that. And so this past, I want to say, Friday, which was January 13th, so two weeks later, I found myself <coughs> with the ability to watch this movie at one of my preferred theaters. It just took an extra two weeks to have theaters rotate other movies into their listings. So I watched this at the Alamo Draft House down on Liberty Street in Manhattan. Um, and I said to myself, you know what? I'm superstitious by nature. I grew up playing baseball. It's, 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 it's a familial thing. I've watched all the Korean language films that I've watched this year at the Alamo Draft House. So I said, let me keep the streak going. So are there any other Korean language films that come out this year that I catch trailers for and I get interested in? The Alamo Draft House is going to be the place where I watch. Anyways, on to Broker. Synopsis says the following. The film follows two brokers who sell orphaned infants circumventing the bureaucracy of legal adoption to affluent couples who cannot have children of their own after an infant's mother surprises the duo by returning to ensure her child finds a good home the three embark on a journey to find the right couple building an unlikely family of their own <coughs> this is considered a drama um, runtime is two hours and nine minutes, and uh, to say <coughs> that I was trying to attach myself to this film in some way, relate to it. Right, like I do with most films that I talk about. I found it so tough at the beginning while watching this movie. Because I understood what was going on. I understood the premise, the storyline, and everything else in between. And I just found it so hard to connect with the film at first. But then, I would say... A little bit before halfway through the movie when these this hodgepodge of different people um, 
who come from very similar backgrounds without even knowing it. The two brokers themselves were, they were basically selling not orphaned infants, because that's, that's kind of misleading from the synopsis. The, the woman who was the mother of the infant that was left behind at what they call, I think it was called an infant, let's, let's for, for, for all intents and purposes, let's call it the infant box at a church. A church had set up this box um, for people who had just had children or very young children. And they set up this box where they can drop off these infants or these children because they couldn't raise them. Their, their birth parents couldn't raise them. And this was a, let's call it a service that the church was providing in anonymity quote unquote because even that wasn't necessarily anonymous when people would leave behind uh, these children in these infant boxes there were cameras set up in the lobby and in the boxes themselves uh, to see in what kind of condition the children were left in if the children were left with any notes if they can see the profile of the face of the birth parents while they were leaving the children in these boxes. And to me that was such a a unique thing because I've read plenty of story, watched plenty of movie where kids get left at the doorstep of a church or an orphanage or something of that nature, right? So this is more or less in that in that uh, in that realm. But then what turned into this this tale, this pseudo not pseudo, but like this revelation of a story where one of the brokers, uh, no, both brokers, they seemed to have worked at this church, but for whatever reason, they, were, they didn't have any official affiliation with the church. They just, uh, the church was a part of the community, they were a part of the community, and these two men took it upon themselves to do what they felt was right by this infant which was to sell it to a couple that couldn't bear children of their own and they would do this because these two brokers themselves were orphaned as youths and they were never parented or lived in a 
what they call the nuclear family environment and things of that nature. So they didn't want to leave this young infant in orphan care if they could be raised by actual by an actual couple in a better environment. And as the synopsis says, the mother eventually comes back. <coughs> um randomly to see as to what happens to the baby and then the storyline starts to pick up I said previously that they all had something in common they were all people who were on their own since they were younger one of the brokers like I said was an orphan kid um, the other, the older one the older of the two uh, brokers, um, he himself um, came from a broken family. Uh, the young birth mother of the infant uh, was very young, but she was a prostitute. So this child was had out of wedlock. And when she confronted the father, about <coughs> the child uh, the father of the child was married uh, so basically since the girl was just a prostitute he tried to just dismiss her and that turned into an incident within itself and with all that backstory about these three main characters there were still more characters involved in the story there were two female cops involved uh, they were on a stakeout of the church for this infant box because they were tipped off to the fact that there was uh, human trafficking going on and yes human trafficking was going on I, I can't say that it wasn't right but it's like this is why I think the movie is so well put together because you end up feeling for these people yeah you'll tell yourself oh my god they're trying to sell this baby this is this is such a horrible horrible story and it's like well look at the circumstances right we look at the world today and how often do we see stories or hear stories about kids raising kids and not having the ability to do so and putting themselves in situations in which ultimately they can't handle parenthood and their kids end up in bad situations They, the parents themselves end up in worse situations and in the regard of the movie, right? I said to myself, wow, man, this girl looks so young, the birth mother, and she's giving up her baby. That's such a sad thing. But for her, abortion wasn't an option in Korea, I believe. 
so confronted with the fact that the father of the baby didn't want anything to do with her or the baby. She didn't feel she had a choice. So she gave up the baby, thinking that the baby would be in better better hands, placed in an orphanage run by a church, not knowing that the baby would fall into the hands of illegal brokers who were selling the infant to a much necessitated family looking, aspiring to be parents and the wild the ride, not even going to call it a wild ride because it wasn't a wild ride it was just a ride, a very layered ride as the characters get to know each other as they continue on this road the infant is with them they go back to the orphanage uh, where one of the brokers grew up uh, one of the one of the children at the orphanage where uh, one of the brokers grew up uh, ends up uh, hitching a ride in their van as they're going through Korea um, so I would say the kid's like seven, eight years old, tagged along with this ragtag group of people. An orphaned little boy who was eight years old, a grown man who was an orphan, an older gentleman who ran a laundromat slash tailor shop slash dry cleaners and also had some sort of a tie to this church and became a broker of infant children. Uh, who himself came from a broken family, a young lady who uh, was orphaned herself and left to be raised by some lady in some building in in an urban district in in Korea. But the girl grew up to be a prostitute and she just had this baby. It was like, it's all this layered stuff going on. And there this entire time as this band this newfound family came together. They were being tailed and tracked by these two female cops. And the story just goes on from there. And they build more layers uh, upon <coughs> the backstory of uh, one of the female cops. Uh, they also build another layer on top of the. Uh, the older broker who owes money to some gangsters I guess you know what I'm saying they were out there trying to break his legs mafia style or whatever because he owed all this money um, he had an estranged relationship with a with with a with a younger daughter of his it was just so much that was added to this movie that made you feel for all of these individual characters the screenplay was so well done this was so well written the dialogue itself and some of the lines that came through in the movie much too you know one of the 
one of the lines that stuck with me the most. It was this one particular scene before the climax of the movie um, where they were all sharing a hotel. When they say all, the uh, the infant, the young boy, the two brokers, and the, uh, and the birth mother. Uh, the young boy, the unorphaned boy, um, ends up saying uh, before he goes to sleep to <coughs> the young infant's birth mother he thanks her for being born and then he thanks everyone in the room for being born and that just that particular moment itself it just it was meant to warm the heart it was it was meant to break down walls and make people realize that <coughs> there are people out there who are just going to be thankful and grateful for your existence that even though you might have thought that you didn't matter or you were just another number to someone else you might be that shining light or you just might mean that much to them that you don't even mean to yourself and sometimes you have to step outside of yourself um, and realize those sorts of things and it's always not always, but I find that ironic that in a movie like this, that a child puts that into perspective. Um, and I thought that this is another great piece of cinema, another great film with several different messages. Yes. Human trafficking is wrong. Um, but you can't help but feel for orphan children. And at times you can't help but feel what happens to those kids as they grow up. Why they end up in specific circumstances. Why people choose to do what they do. How they justify to themselves and others um, and even though what they were doing was morally wrong in the real world right I guess if you want to put it to yourself that way <coughs> you couldn't help but notice that yeah they were fitting to make some scratch off the sale of this kid but they had the birth mother involved the entire time they were going to put this infant child in a good place because they went through like two or three attempted sales and the mother was always shooting it down because she thought that the people were crappy and they finally end up with this one particular family that she thought this was the family but that's eventually <coughs> where it all comes down everybody gets arrested 
while one of the brokers gets away. Uh, the family that was trying to purchase the child, they even get arrested. It all comes down, like the law ends up doing what the law has to do. But you couldn't help but want to help everyone involved. Because everybody was trying to get something out of it in the sense of either closure, um, have a better sense of what the family is like. feeling cared for, being a part of something. I think the money part of it, even though it was in direct correlation to what was going on, to me, the way I saw it was, that was like the last thing on anybody's mind throughout this whole entire process and road trip, which is what this was. And I say to you guys, I might have ruined the entire movie, but I think if you've listened to anything that I've recorded before, this is my perspective, folks. I would always recommend for you guys to watch these on your own to garner your own perspective. You might completely disagree with me, and that's fine. I'm just talking about the art itself, the way the movie played out for me in my eyes. I thought it was beautifully shot, beautifully done. Um, For a movie that was mostly dialogue and things of that nature, the sound design was very well done. You can hear like very, the very clear acoustics of doors slamming, water dropping during rain. Um, (coughs) Excuse me, folks. Um, background uh, noises and in, in, in different establishments and environments and things of that nature like the sound itself lent so much to the movie and it lent so much to the feel of what it was that everybody was going through that was a part of the movie that I really thought they hit this on the nail outside of the dialogue and the great editing and cinematography. So folks, don't just take my word for it. What are the masses saying? What are the critics saying? Well, Rotten Tomatoes says this 2022 K-drama, Korean drama, 101 critics certified this movie fresh at 93%. 93% and 100 plus verified audience ratings at 91% so folks this movie seems to be very well liked would I recommend it? yes I would go out and watch this film folks Broker it's out in theaters now uh, you can find it at some AMC's uh, like I stated before, I watched this at uh, Alamo Draft House, so you can find it at the Alamo. Um, and I believe is also uh, being shown wherever they might show independent films in your area. So if you have anything 
like the IFC Film Centers or the Angelica Film Center like we have here in New York, in your town, in your city, look towards those theaters and you might find this movie broker there. And I highly recommend you guys go out and watch it. And that's about it, folks. That's my take on Broker. I'll be back soon enough talking about more films and giving you more of my thoughts. Appreciate you guys listening to everything that I uh, put up out there through whatever platform you choose to listen through. I appreciate y'all, folks. I really do. Until next time, folks, this has been your friendly neighborhood moviegoer, John L. Signing off. Stay safe. Be well. And uh, I'll catch you guys next time.